Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. On today's episode, we are talking to Matthew Dramiason. He is a New York City-based trombonist. He's a freelancer, and he's going to be giving us tips and tricks about New York City and um, some insight as to how he broke into the scene. Welcome to the Musician's Guide to Being Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. Every week, we have music industry professionals and top performers share their insights on thriving as a modern musician. Whether you're a recent grad or high-profile artist, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Karen Kibidez, CEO of Kibidez Artist Services, marketing and management consultant, educator, and professional saxophonist based in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today is episode 13, and I'm sitting here with Matthew Dermiason. He is a trombonist, a freelancer in New York City, and a cast emerging artist. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited you're here. Um, I'm so excited that we're recording this after our second emerging artist workshop, and you came all the way to Nashville, and it was so fun. Um, tell us about you. Yeah, so... I am a freelance trombone player that recently just moved to New York City. So it's really cool to, to be there. I'm originally from North Dakota, um, so I grew up there. I got uh, my undergraduate degree there. Then I moved to Ohio to get my, my master's degree, and then I just kind of followed, followed my dream to become a performer and a musician. So New York City was the place to go for me there. So that's where I ended up, and... There it is. So, I mean, it's very different from North Dakota. Like, how has that, like, cultural transition been and just even being away from family and just the beast that is New York City? Yeah, so New York City is kind of crazy compared to the Midwestern culture. <laughs> uh, so learning learning that, learning what New York City is like compared to where I'm used to has been a very interesting transition and kind of learning what that is all about has been a lot of my work so far. It's just kind of what is a train, you know, what is maneuvering a, a metro system like? Yeah. Because that doesn't exist in North Dakota. Um, <laughs> or it really a lot of Midwest, you know, it's just I, you, you, you drive everywhere. Right. Um, so I'm really used to, you know, I was really used to just driving to gigs and that sort of thing. Um, but now I don't have a car there. I don't need one because the the, the you know the train system is is how you move around basically in the city, uh, so like learning that has been been very uh, unique and different, and I'm overcoming those issues of walking off the train and confidently going in any direction, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then figuring out that I'm going the wrong way and confidently going the opposite way. Amazing. So <laughs> yeah, so that's that's been a huge like uh, overcoming that hurdle. Yeah. Um, and also, not, not to mention like the physical conditioning. Like oh, gosh, last time yeah. I was in New York a month ago with you guys, I was like uh, totally out of shape, and mm -hmm. the thousand stairs that you have to walk up and down each station. Yeah, it's 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 pretty easy to get any cardio workout anywhere <laughs> you go because literally it's just walking everywhere, walking yeah. to the train station, possibly standing on the train, walking, <laughs> you know, however long, going up a ton of stairs. Yeah, you know that's just kind of the. That's kind of the vibe that it, 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 it is. You just walk everywhere, even if it's cold, you know, especially when it's cold. Right now, it definitely is. Um, so, yeah, that's been interesting to kind of maneuver as well. Mm -hmm. So how have you kind of broken into the scene? Because, I mean, 
you know, just finishing your master's and um, not being in New York, everywhere else, literally. Um, how did you manage to just kind of get in and gig and meet new people and network? Like, what has that looked like for you? Yeah, so for me, uh, I having not gone to school in New York City is is uniquely challenging because a lot of people, a lot of musicians, they have a sort of uh, sort of in with like the Manhattan School of Music or the Manus School of Music or Juilliard that they have a community of people to you know, uh, it's like their their networking has already started. So for me, having not grown up in New York City or done anything with New York City, I had I I knew one person. I knew one person who got me to the city who I actually am rooming with right now and and he was my my start. And so I started with what he knew, who he could introduce me to and yeah. kind of I started from there. So um and then from that it's been a lot of emailing, yeah. a lot of cold calling of I don't know who you are. I mean this is this is my my head going, but Right. I don't know who you are, but I'm going to present myself to you and say, hello, I'm Matthew Jemiason. I'm a trombone player, and I'm looking to meet you. I'm yeah. looking to uh, interact with you in, in any way. Um, and and that's been you know how I've been able to like push my way through uh, getting to know and meet a ton of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and actually a very interesting... The, the, the second day I was in New York City, I was at a, a hang um, that they have every Monday mm-hmm. in Brooklyn at a bar called Come On Everybody. and um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And uh, th- this is just a really kind of side story, but I actually met another cast emerging artist there, Bobby Spellman, oh, yeah. while, while I was there yeah. before, before I ever, you know, interacted with you at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just, that's just kind of the, how that works. You know, people are out, um, uh, t- at jam sessions or jazz hangs or, you know, wherever, or concerts or whatever you're interested in. And you just kind of interact with everybody you can. And, um, that's how I've been pushing my way into the scene of just being like very vulnerable and saying, hello, I'm here. Yeah. Let's meet. Let's see what happens. Can yeah. I play for you? Can I, can, can we play duets together mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. And, uh, it's it's a pretty cool vibe there in New York City because a lot of a lot of musicians uh they realize how difficult it is there and they are willing to be like all right let's let's team up let's let's do this together cuz i know where you're at and i was there too so i'm willing to be like be be there with you um and that's been that's been kind of cool cuz i didn't that was one of my my expectations that i didn't think that New York City was like but Really, there's a lot of welcoming people there that are yeah. like, "Yeah, I know where you're. I know where you're at, and uh, I am. I am here to support you. I'm here to meet you, and I'm here to, you know, talk music with you." So yeah. that's been kind of an interesting little little thing. That's so great, and I mean, I commend you for your follow up because I know you're. Re- I know when we first met, your follow up was spectacular, um, but also having the courage to just put yourself out there and and talk to people like that's very challenging, especially with how New York City is, especially for those outside. Um, how have you handled the mental part though, like that whole like health and wellness and you know, especially like the battle of discouragement as you're either getting rejected or things aren't moving as fast as you thought. Like, how have you handled that? Yeah, so uh, 
with any large city, especially New York City, there's you're just going to get rejected a lot. It's just the reality <laughs> of it, um, where you, you present yourself, and they either don't respond to you, or they're like, okay, great, um, cool. Um, and that just, that's just the reality of it. And uh, a lot of people who are in New York City are going there to to get something done, and and it's just the reality that they're not everyone's looking for what you can offer. So that comes with the mental discouragement as well of being like, am I good enough? Am I able to present what I I want, or am I able to do this? Am I doing something wrong here? Um, and that can get really dangerous um, in terms of your worth as a person because oftentimes many musicians tie themselves to their craft well really anybody who's a working professional there they tie themselves to their craft uh, one of the the biggest things that uh, people ask is what do you do for a living what yeah. do you do you know i'm an electrician trician. i'm a um, i'm a pastor i'm a you know I, this is mm-hmm. it, well we all uh attribute you know something to our career but yeah um and it's the same thing with musicians. And so oftentimes when we re- get rejected for our craft, as, you know, in, in my case, being a musician or like, uh, you know, whatever, um, then you feel like, am I worth worth it? So yeah. uh, the first step for me was acknowledging that my worth is not tied to my craft um, and it should never be it should never be tied to my craft because um, there's so much more that uh, I can offer as a person than just being a trombone player, a musician, a teacher. Um, it's it, there's so much more there, and uh, so really, first acknowledging that, first and foremost, has been really huge, and, and acknowledging that every single day mm-hmm. um, because you know the next morning, you know those same sorts of things. I'm tied to my my craft. You got to. I got to keep reminding myself that I am more than just you know what I do as a musician. Um, so that's step number one for me. Uh, step number two is just uh, developing strategies of 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 kind of remembering what you're good at and uh, to pursue that relentlessly, uh, even especially when you don't get results. And, and as a musician, this comes in the form of practicing. This comes in the form of uh, reaching out to people again and again, following up. Um, it's the process that really I've learned to, to come to, to really fall in love with. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's really important just to, to, especially when you don't see results, to continue doing the process and fall in love with the process because... Even when you get to a point where I've quote unquote made it or mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point where I want, it's not as satisfactory as one might seem. Yeah. And so, yeah, really continuing to, to be uh, in the process, no matter where you are at in, your, in, in, in a stage of development, to just enjoy that. Because you'd rather, I, I'd rather uh, continue to grow even when I've gotten to a point where I've gotten this job or I've done this thing or whatever, even, even if, even when I do that, I'd rather, I'd rather keep growing. Yeah. That's so great. Um, it sounds a lot like chop wood, carry water. 
It really does. Yeah. yeah. What a great book. Yeah. Tell us what your biggest takeaway for, was from that book. So wait, before you do that. So Chop Wood Carry Water is one of my favorite books ever. And every emerging artist and person that I interact with reads this book. So it's by Joshua Metcalf. And we'll post a picture of the book in the show notes. But um, I had you read it as soon as we started working together. Um, and I love that you've just quoted a lot of it. So tell us like your biggest takeaway and what you loved about it. Yeah, that was a fantastic book. I literally binge what or binge listened to it on Audible like that day. Like you, you, he's like, read this. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I binged it. <laughs> Overachiever. And, yeah. And then I actually, I think I, I started it again because before we, you recommend another book to me, I was like, I'm going to listen to it again. Um, so because they're just so incredibly inspiring and very interesting. Uh, so yeah, really the, when it comes to, to that book, um, the biggest thing is, uh, well, there's a lot of big points in that book, but uh, falling in love with the process, and also you're always building your house. Um, so he draws upon a story where it's this this uh, house builder who's been building houses his in, his entire career, and uh, he always put the best amount of time into every house he did, got the best resources, but best wood, whatever, and it got to the end of his his career and he was like I want to retire um and uh, his his uh, higher up said I have one more one more project that I want you to do um and it's this last house I want you to build and he was like okay well I don't really want to build another house but as long as you you can let me go after that then I would I'll, I'll do it fine whatever um so this this house builder who has been building fantastic houses his whole career decides to not really put a lot of energy into this last house. You know, Half acid, basically. Yeah, just really just <laughs> not not really focusing on like the best people to work on it. He's just okay. I'll put it up to code, sure, um, but I'm not going to make it the best. And so he finishes it. He goes to his higher up uh, um, and. Uh, he said, can I please go now since I've finished your, your task? And uh, he says, okay, yeah, great. I have one more thing that I want you to do. And he's like, really? Come on. I don't, I don't want to, I hope you don't want to, I don't want to build another house. I want to retire. I want to be done. Um, but it was a special thing uh, where he, uh, his employer says that this house that you just built is now yours. So he gives him the key to the house. And he, his heart just sinks because he realizes that he realized that he didn't put the energy and the time that he's done his whole career and he was building his house. Yeah. Um, and that, so uh, drawing upon that, that story with my career and anyone's career who is aspiring musician is that you're always building your own house no matter whose it is um, or you know where you're going so always put your best foot forward no matter what you do and where you're what uh, where you're going um, because uh, we we are all striving to do our best so we should uh, never try to uh, do less than our best because yeah. we are always building our own house I love that oh that's such a good example um, so Tell me what you're most excited about currently. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to continue to um, push my way into the scene of New York City and meet as many people as I can. Um, I'm really excited to uh, you know, pr- present myself in a positive way. Uh, one, of my, one of my biggest philosophies is to um, make 
music as positive as, as I can um, and make the, the community of musicians to be positive. Um, I often see, I often work with many musicians who are just, um, who are, 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 are doing it because they've always done it and they've, they're usually old people who are just like, ah, I'm not, I'm not into this anymore, but I, I'm doing it or whatever. And I seek to seek to change that. I seek to, you know, to bring positivity to uh, a community of musicians who really need it um, and really want, uh, really want to see the magic of music. Because we all go into music too, because we were either inspired by ourselves, or there is this one moment that we thought, "Oh man, this is so cool! This is amazing!" Um, so I'm really ex- just excited to, you know, bring bring positivity in in into a community that really needs it and i guess it's like being trying to be an outlier in that yeah. and and not not just be like oh i'm a musician so i should act this way uh, I, I seek to change that so i'm really excited to to continue to work with as many musicians that i can uh, whether they're you know they have a ill attitude or not um and just be uh be an influence for positive positive change yeah I love your positive mental attitude. Um, okay, let's do some fun questions. Um, let's talk about what is your your favorite place you've ever traveled to. Interesting. Uh, that <laughs> so, uh, I guess. Hmm. The I guess the coolest place that I've ever traveled to is New York City. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's an incredible place uh, to just I don't know. To, to do things, but that's kind of a, a, a dull answer because now I live there. So, um, <laughs> so here's here's a place that uh, I'll, I'll say um, I'm really into skiing. I love skiing. It's it's kind of a little bit of my hobby. Um, so, uh, Big Sky Montana is is one of the coolest places for me to to do that. So, I would have to say that that would be uh, one of my one of my favorite places that I've ever traveled to. Is 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 Big Sky Montana. And it's you know there's like a huge mountain on there that you can go all the way to the top and ski down for three hours. You know you take three ski lifts up there, and it's just it's breathtaking to to see that this like uh, like mountains like because I North Dakota doesn't have mountains for any of you who don't live in North Dakota. It's very flat and very windy, um, and to see mountains is is so fun and so cool. So uh, going going there and, and seeing the grand mountains and and what it looks like and being on a mountain is so cool to me. I love that. So I have to I would have to say that that's my favorite place that I ever traveled to. That's love that I love that. I didn't know that you you skied. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Um okay, what about your favorite food? Uh if it's calories, I usually eat it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if I had a favorite fruit food, it often changes. When I was younger, it was stir fry. Um but these days, I'm really into New York style pizza because you know, duh, because yeah. duh, because I'm it, it's just what it is. So that makes sense. Um, so after this weekend, we had our little wine tasting from our favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call you a wine sommelier because I can, <laughs> Caitlin Featherstone. She has a podcast, guys. It's called Wine Is Grape, um, and she did a little awesome wine tasting and talked about all sorts of wines. So after that, kind of like cultural experience, do you have a favorite wine or a favorite cocktail? I would need to do more research because I am. <laughs> that was my first wine tasting for sure, and 
I was so out of my league. I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just really happy to be here. Yes. <laughs> no, what, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to totally laugh at myself. I said Pinot Noir was like white wine or something, and I almost <laughs> died. So you're not alone. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess the last question, and it's not a funny question, but what do you want your, your legacy to be? Yeah. Wow. What a great question. I know. Sorry. What a great question. S- sprung that on you. Uh, yeah. I guess, I guess, um, going back to my, my last statement, I would really want to influence, um, musicians to, to be good people. Um, I've, I've always ha- had that sort of legacy, you know, or personal, personal thing for me that I want to be a good person to other people and mm-hmm. like influence people for, you know, positivity and, um, try to try to be filled with integrity so that um people can you know people can see that especially musicians because i have a i have a heart for musicians i think they're just really cool people yeah. <laughs> i like being around them and i understand you know where they come from and what they do and i just really i i really seek to influence uh musicians for for the better um because mm-hmm. uh i a lot of musicians you know treat themselves kind of badly and they sometimes you know treat others kind of icky too Mm -hmm. and um i i seek to 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 learn and to grow myself so that i can you know um present myself to to other musicians who are are um who are also living in a a healthy full satisfying life um that they can um not just not just play music but to to live a satisfying life as a musician and i guess that's that's at the core, I, I I hope to have that be what people remember me as is someone who is is not just a musician, but someone who is passionate about people, especially musicians, um, to to create something positive in this world that can be kind of kind of dark sometimes, and uh, um, especially in a place like New York City, like it's a it's a it's kind of a dark place, and <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know I I hope I I seek to to influence a place like New York city. Um, and really, you know, the, the world to, to, to push for something greater. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's that where so I'm much. At. That makes my heart like explode. <laughs> oh, love that so much. Okay. Um, well, where can people find you? Yeah, great. Uh, you can find me on my website. It's, uh, Uh, I can spell that my last name if you want. Um, it's J E R M I A S O N and Matthew spelled with two T's. Uh, so MatthewJamison.com. You can uh, contact me there, see what I'm up to. Um, yeah. And you're on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook and Instagram. Yes, uh, my Instagram handle is Matthew Jamison Music or uh, underscore Music. Um, and then my Facebook is Matthew Jamison Music. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us, Matthew. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.